You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 61. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body Podcast here to bring you some awesome nutrition information today talking about soda. So whether you drink soda, the sweet kind, which has all kinds of sugar in it, or maybe diet soda, this is a great podcast episode for you because I want to talk to you about some new research that has come out and maybe what you would call the truth as well or not truth, which a lot of these studies are starting to show. Now, what do I mean by that? Let's first talk about the fact that whenever research is done, there is a tendency that there can be a huge amount amount of bias in the research. So it's been brought up a lot recently what people are always asking me like did you watch this movie and I can't think of all the names of these movies something about the fork and something about the whole food truth and there's so many movies out there and documentaries about food. So are those truth? Do we know that those documentaries are 100% true and do you want to know why I do not watch those movies? Partially because I have a husband who acts basically like a scientist. And what I mean by that is he will not for a moment listen to any of that unless there is absolute truth in it and research from both sides. The problem with a lot of these food documentaries is they're completely biased. So they only show you one side of the research. And unfortunately, there is another side that could say something completely different. But these documentaries are done and they want you to see it a certain way. So that's what you see, and then you're terrified to eat anything, and you no longer want to eat meat anymore, and you want to be a plant eater only. And I have heard it all, and honestly, I won't watch these movies because I'm already crazy enough about how clean my food is. And so for me to watch a movie like that, but again, is it 100% truth if the research isn't done from both sides? No, so I'm not going to watch those movies, unfortunately, for some of you who really want me to watch these movies, because I just, I don't want to be swayed one way or another without complete research. So that being said, is an interesting tie-in into today's topic of soda, because some really new research that has come out in the last few months about soda, some say is true, and some say is not. So let's get right into it. Just so you know, people who consume the sugary drinks regularly drink one to two cans per day. And so I'm talking about the real soda, the good stuff, not the diet stuff. And I'll be honest, I love real soda, but I don't drink it anymore. Um, That puts them at a 26% greater risk of developing diabetes than people who rarely drink regular soda pop. They call it soda pop in the old days, right? So according to the National Soft Drink Association, soft drink consumption has actually doubled in the United States for females and tripled for males since the 1970s. That's a lot. I mean, that's that's very, those are impressive numbers. They say that males between the age of 12 to 29 average one half gallon of these sugary drinks per day. And not surprisingly, soft drink companies spend billions of dollars on advertising soft drinks, and a major target is our kiddos, right? 
So what's the problem with the sugary soda pop? So not the diet stuff. We're not there yet. We're not going to talk about diet quite yet. But the problem with a lot of the, the sugar the sugary sodas, is that these are empty calories, right? So there's no nutritional value. And for a lot of children and even adults right now, these empty calories of soda are replacing a lot of the important drinks maybe they need to be eating, especially kids like milk, right? So they're going to be getting nutritional benefits from something like milk. Our kids absolutely need that calcium. So just so you know, if you're one of those people who's dairy-free and you've made your child dairy-free, you want to make sure they are getting their calcium from another source and that you've talked to your pediatrician about making them dairy-free. Now, obviously, if your pediatrician has told you to make your child dairy-free for a reason, that's one thing. But if you have decided to make your child dairy-free, you really need to make sure they're getting that calcium. So Soda is often replacing those kind of drinks, and our kids and even us, we need calcium as well. Another problem with the soda is tooth decay. So sugar and acid in the soft drinks, they can dissolve the tooth enamel, increases that dental decay. They say that there's an increased risk of obesity. So most regular soda contains up to 10 teaspoons of sugar per 12-ounce can. That is a whole lot of sugar, and there is an increased risk of developing diabetes for people who are drinking a lot of soda. Also, they see a decreased water consumption when you're drinking a lot of soda. It's kind of like the whole milk thing, right? So when you drink a lot of soda, then you're probably not taking in as much water. And just as a side note, I will say, if you're one of those kombucha drinkers right now, the same thing does hold true. I see people drinking too much kombucha, and not enough water. So it's usually replacing another liquid. We still want to make sure that we're getting in adequate water fluid, especially in the summertime. Now, regular consumption of ingredients that are in our soda, things like the high fructose corn syrup, phosphoric acid, caffeine, and chemical additives, those are all things you want to be concerned about. You don't want to take those in in great amounts. So basically, you do have to be careful of how much sugary soda you might be drinking. Now, years ago, I actually did a segment on the JB Morning Radio Show about soda. And years ago, at that time, a new study had come out that 800,000 people in Japan were researched, and they were looking at cardiac risk with soda. So researchers found that the more money people spent on carbonated beverages, the more likely they were to suffer from heart attacks of cardiac origin outside of a hospital. The study found that spending on other types of beverages, including green tea, black tea, coffee, cocoa, fruit, or vegetable juice, Fermented milk beverage, milk and mineral water didn't appear to lead to the same risk. So very interesting, although of course the American Beverage Association wanted it to be clear um, and they represent the non-alcoholic beverage industry. They wanted to emphasize in a statement, and this is important, that the researchers themselves of that study in Japan admitted that there is not sufficient evidence to make a casual link between carbonated beverages and the heart attacks. So that's where this whole thing comes into play of what I'm saying. That article came out and 
all of the headlines were saying, you know, soda causes cardiac risk, soda causes heart attacks. And if you were to just read the headlines uh, and even read the first couple paragraphs of those articles, you can go back and Google it. You would probably infer that, oh, there's this connection between soda and heart attacks. But in reality, if you dug down a little bit deeper, even as they say here, the researchers are saying that there's not enough evidence to make the link for sure between that carbonated beverage and the heart attacks, because there's so many other factors also involved. It, what type of people are, are consuming carbonated beverages? Are those people who were already overweight? Because if they were, it's very possible that there are other reasons that they're having heart attack. So that's just something I want you to remember that even though I am pro no soda for many reasons, um, a lot of the research out there isn't exact at identifying for sure that it's causing certain problems. But I like to say you, you need to you need to do what's realistic. And just like anything else that I tell you to eat or not eat, if it's processed, if it has too much sugar, if it has chemicals, it's probably not good for you. So something you want to remember. Now, food safety. This is another thing years ago I had talked about because this is really interesting. Um, it's another reason you might want to cut back on soda because some soda contains a potential carcinogen, all right? Uh, consumer report studies show that many Americans drink enough to put their health at risk with this potential carcinogen. The amount of soda you sip not only boosts your sugar intake and packs on the pounds, that's what they were saying, but it might also increase your risk for cancer because of this chemical, and I can't even say it, 4-methyl-limindazole, and they call it 4-mel, M-E-L. This potential carcinogen is found in some types of the caramel color, and that's that artificial ingredient that they use to turn cola that, that color that it is, right? That sort of brown color. Every day, more than half of Americans between the ages of 6 and 64 typically drink soda in amounts that could expose them to enough for mel to increase their cancer risk, according to analysis. This again was from a couple years ago. So very interesting. That was scientists at Consumer Reports. Something to think about, you don't hear about it a lot, but the caramel color, which is a dye, is also artificial. So I think no matter what, no matter what all the research says, let's just go back to what I always talk about, which is you wanna consume real food. Soda is not real food. Not only does it have a ton of added sugar, it's not like that sugar is coming from fruit, it's added sugar. It also has artificial dye in it, this caramel color, which potentially is a carcinogen. So that alone is a reason to cut back or stop drinking soda completely, all right? Now, don't worry, I know all my diet drinkers are right now going, but what about the diet soda? It's coming, don't you worry. So what can you drink? So some of the studies tell you like, what should you swap instead of the full sugar soda? They say you can have unsweetened tea, you can have coffee, you can have low calorie drinks, um, flavored water, or you could put lemon in your water, low-fat milk. It's funny to me that those were all the things that you can replace soda with, but not one of those was water. <laughs> Just 
plain water. It's funny how it's like everybody wants to replace it with something sweet. We need to get back to drinking water as it was meant to be drank, drank from day one, right? Nothing in it. We're so... We're so used to like having all these flavors that it's hard for people to just step back and drink plain water. So that would be my recommendation is if you're drinking full sugar soda right now, for one, you want to wean off slowly because there is caffeine in it. So you might get that headache if you wean off a little too fast uh, and try to replace it with water. If you want your water to have some type of flavor, cut some fruit up like watermelon, put it in the water and it gives it sort of a hint of flavor. That might be better than having any kind of fruit juice or any kind of sweetened tea for sure. Again, too much sugar. Now, one of the other drinks that they are recommending you swap full sugar soda for is diet soda. Now, I did not say that. I did not recommend that. That is what some of these articles recommend. And I just thought that was classic because the diet soda honestly can be just as bad for you. So that's where we come into this new study that recently, so we're in 2017. Again, I never know when someone's going to listen to one of my podcasts, but in May this year, a new study came out and all the headlines everywhere say, is is drinking diet soda a health risk? And a lot of the headlines said things like diet soda, can it cause dementia and stroke? So all of a sudden, everybody was talking about the fact that, okay, diet soda is now linked to dementia and stroke. And it's not that I want it to be, because of course, you know, I don't want that to happen to anyone. And and I don't want an excuse to tell people so they stop drinking diet soda. But in some ways, I would like to tell people that drink diet soda, well, you know, it causes A, B, and C, and we know this for a fact, so you want to stop. But again, listen to this research and what it actually is saying. Boston University researcher Dr. Pace and colleagues examined 10 years of health information from about 3,000 American adults that were over 45 to count the number who had a stroke. They did the same thing for about 1,500 American adults over 60 years old to determine how many developed dementia. Now, after accounting for a variety of things that could influence their health, things like age, physical activity, their waist size, the researchers found that diet soda drinkers nearly tripled their odds of stroke and dementia compared to those who drank no diet soda. So that sounds pretty scary, right? I mean, that seems like some pretty big numbers. But then if you were to read deeper into the the research, um, Dr. Pace says, well, it's not actually necessarily that scary because only... 5% of the people in the study were diagnosed with dementia and only 3% had a stroke. So that is considered apparently a very small number. They say at the end of the day, we're talking about very small numbers and therefore they can't say for sure that there is that exact link. Okay, so do diet sodas cause health problems like stroke and dementia, or do people who have higher chances of getting these health problems choose to drink diet soda? Who knows, right? So there needs to be more research, and that's really what that's all about. There needs to be more research to make that for sure 100% direct link to say that it's causing those things. Now, 
I still think, you know, 3%, 5%, hey, that's, that's a big enough percent for me to think, why take a chance? I do not want dementia. That does not seem like a great thing to have as you get older. I do not want to have a stroke. Is it really worth drinking diet soda to find out if that link and connection is in fact true or not when there are so many other things we can drink? And again, when we know that diet soda is probably the ultimate chemical thing that you can drink. I mean, there's like everything in diet soda is pretty much artificial. It is one big chemical S storm. I won't even say it. A chemical S storm in a can. That's what diet soda is. It is not healthy for you. So whether it does or does not cause dementia and stroke, it potentially might. And do you think that that is worth it? I personally do not. Another thing you might notice about diet soda drinkers, they drink a lot of it. It is apparently incredibly uh, you know, addicting, would you say? I used to date someone who used to drink the full, like, big old liter bottles every morning. That was his breakfast. He would drink a full liter at lunch and a full liter at dinner. Tons of people I know who do drink diet soda, they are drinking mass quantities of it. So obviously, it seems to be very addictive and people want a lot of it. Now, a lot of people think that diet soda can actually derail your diet. So here's some interesting things that you might want to think about. If you are a diet soda drinker and you're thinking, I'm going to drink this because I don't want to gain weight. Well, what about the fact that the sweeteners in diet soft drinks may trick you into overcompensating or eating more calories than you normally would? So that's what some research is starting to show. So one factor could be psychological. People who choose a no-calorie diet soda over a regular soda might be thinking, okay, well, I'm drinking diet soda, so later I can reward myself and I can have a hamburger, french fries, you know, extra ice cream on the side for dessert because I had my diet soda. So some of that might be completely psychological. But then your brain chemistry actually may play a role as well. The sweeteners or the sweetness in the diet soda may prime your brain to expect a calorie boost, right? So it tastes something that tastes sweet, but these are all artificial sweeteners, right? And then when no calories are on the way into your body, that might actually be triggering your appetite and lead you to eat more. So you're trying to like trick your brain and your brain is like tricked and doesn't know what to do. And so it might actually be making you more hungry and increase your appetite. So you think diet soda is helping you lose weight, but that is not always the case. And there is actually no research anywhere to show that diet soda does in fact help people lose weight. Now, if you drink diet soda because you have diabetes and your doctor told you that diet is the only you know, soda that you can drink, always listen to your doctor, but I don't think anybody has to drink diet soda. Even if you have diabetes, I would hope that you would drink more water than any kind of diet soft drink. So something to think about as well, right? So should you drink or not drink diet soda? I guess that's really up to you, but there are definitely these are things to think about. These are research that's coming up. Again, I just think you always want to eat 
real food and your drinks are just the same as food. Anything you ingest, you want it to be as clean as possible. You want it to be as close to the source as possible. And what that means is you only want like one, two, three ingredients in something that you're eating. And if you look at the ingredients in soda, it's not one, two, or three ingredients. It is a ton of ingredients and half of them you cannot pronounce. And half the time you cannot even find the ingredients. But everything pretty much is a chemical. And so all chemicals are not, they're not gonna benefit your body. It's tricking your body, it's doing all kinds of things, but it's not benefiting your body, okay? So that's pretty much everything I have for you today on soda, on diet soda, on research in general. I want you all to be real aware that everybody who emails me and said, did you see that movie? Do you no longer eat meat? Should I no longer eat meat? I should only eat plant-based diet, da, 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 da. Just know there's two sides of every story and there aren't many documentaries who show both sides. So don't get totally tricked, all right? Always do your research on both sides and most importantly, eat healthy, eat balanced, eat in moderation, you know, have a treat now and then, have healthy food more than not, you drink lots of water always, hydrate, but most of all, just keep everything balanced and try not to be too extreme in anything you do. There you go. That's the Earn That Body podcast for you today. Of course, if you have any questions, if you need help with your nutrition, with your fitness level, if you're starting to pack on any summer pounds right now, I have lots of programs coming up. So go to earnthatbody.com. Let's see what I have available for you. You can always email me directly, kim at earnthatbody.com. Let me know what your goals are and what you've been doing, and I can try to match a program that I have that is best for you. Have a fantastic week. Have a healthy week and hydrate with lots of clean water. Take care, everyone. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.